0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Bono, good morning.
1: Good morning, how are you?
0: How are you in the continent of Africa?
1: Yeah. It's 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 beautiful here. We're in Ghana right now, it's not too hot, it's really it's been great. Um how's how are things? How's Kathy?
0: Kathy's uh, very well, thank you. Um, we're all excited about this new adventure, but probably not as excited as you are about your travels in Africa. I was wondering, Ghana, why Ghana, and why now?
1: Oh, um, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm back and forth um, all the time on one campaign stuff or red stuff. And actually, we started the trip in Liberia, uh, which is uh, an amazing country, come out of civil war. I mean, this woman, the first female president of Africa, Ellen um, Johnson Sirleaf, just a remarkable woman, has built a country out of rubble. I mean, she is, she's extraordinary. She's like the Mandela of Africa at this point. We started there. I was hosting a CODEL from the United States Congress, so a lot of um, Republicans and Democrats, uh, I'm trying to show them how their money's being spent, etc. And then up to Ghana for, for actually more red business than one.
0: Um, I was looking over a, a TED Talk that you gave back in February, and uh, contrary to, to many advocates for Africa, you are incredibly optimistic about the future. There are all sorts of markers which are positive rather than negative about the future of, of the dark continent
1: yeah it's the very much the they're turning the lights on here i mean growth rates are through the roof uh, i mean growth is a huge part of the success story but so is development and in fact just fighting extreme poverty around the world you see these incredible statistics uh, i think it was 43% of the population of the globe 43% were lived in extreme poverty that's less than you know a dollar uh, uh, 25 cents a day uh, and then I think by 2010, that was down to 21%, and we're looking at 2015, that it might be as low as 15%. So it's kind of a remarkable story, and, and though there's some really upsetting um, parts of the continent here in terms of inequality and hardship, there's about 10 countries, uh, the lions of Africa, they call them, where you really see progress. Ghana is one of them. I mean, it's it's an amazing um, country here. They just had an election. It was contested. People expected there'd be trouble yesterday when there was an announcement. There was no trouble. They're very sophisticated, very cool people. Um, they've got their uh, AIDS pandemic roughly under control. Um I think 51 million of red money has been spent here, so I'm seeing clinics meeting nurses and doctors and in fact knowing them, knowing them it's a strange thing having been here twelve years ago or whatever and seeing these doctors in despair nurses in despair because to diagnose somebody with HIV uh, was really just to give them a death sentence because there was no treatment and now to see them, you know, stocked and ready. They've got, they've got problems, but um, but they're not on the scale they were back then. So, yes, I am optimistic. Yeah.
0: And one of the great developments over the years, and, and uh, I know you were in conversation with President Clinton about it, that the whole business of the anti-retroviral drugs not being priced in Africa at, uh, if you like, Western prices, but at a price that could be afforded and could save lives.
1: You know... This is this is the thing. I suppose you realise that extreme poverty is a very complex puzzle. You know, it's a mosaic. Each piece is important, and um, tackling the um, the big pharmaceutical companies was part of the thing that I did. And I remember Bill Gates taking me aside and saying, "Be careful there, Bob, because." you also want them to continue their research into the into developing these drugs and if you make it horrific for people uh, that they have to hand over the drugs free every time um you'll find just without saying it will slowly research will move away out of your field so what uh, Bill Clinton did was he beat the prices down low by by offering over ten year periods, very exact um, supply and demand flows, and we fought, and indeed uh, African uh, countries demanded, and um, that they could use generic pharmaceuticals. So they refused. If while their people were dying, they refused to accept the patent laws. That govern the WTO and stuff, but you know it's a it's a gigantic thing. Um, I can't tell you how emotional it is for me and, and the team to see this thing. I used to watch people, you know, dying, queuing up to die. Two at the top of the bed, two underneath the bed. I would, I couldn't speak. I didn't know where to look. I, I, it just completely, you know. it, it, it it, it turned my life upside down and um, no ingenuity on a lot of people's part and mostly on the part of Africans uh, in particular um, has turned the situation around.
0: The other thing that surprised people was um, your notion um, shared now by a growing number of people that aid is not necessarily the best way, certainly not the only way, but that capitalism can solve a lot of the problems, because Africa, if you look at it, just in terms of natural resources, is an extremely wealthy continent.
1: Oh, yes. I mean, the most extraordinary wealth. Um, Oil, mineral deposits, gas... Gold, the so things that make your mobile phones work, um, coltan, you know, that, I mean, it's, it's, I think it was Ellen, uh, 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 Johnson Sirleaf who said, no, Africa is a very rich continent, it's just poorly managed. And, what we 've been working on, the large thrust of the one uh, campaign in recent years has been on bringing transparency to the in, uh, extractive industries um, sector in particular, so we lobbied successfully along with George Soros and some other groups, um, the finance reform bill in the United States, which is after the the, the, the market meltdown. Um, Senators Dodd and Frank were put in charge of reimagining the financial architecture of the US. and in the middle of that, we successfully um, uh, lobbied that to make it law that any oil or gas company had to publish what it paid for mining rights, which is really a key piece uh, in tackling corruption. Because if the people of a country don't know how much their government was paid, they can't hold their government accountable. Now I will tell you this is just an, an amusing uh, side of it. Um, Chris Dodd um, spends his summers in the west of Ireland, and I have, you know, I've, I love the man. He's uh, he's been a great. Great uh, aid in the um, in, in debt cancellation in, in 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 all the aid stuff, but when he got a call from me to say he had to do this, it was like of all this this is impossible. This is already the most complicated thing we're doing, and now you're asking for another layer of complication. And you know, I didn't have to ask him twice. Um, he. He went ahead, he did it, and people, our African peers now tell us that is the most important thing that has been done that, if you like, um, frees up um, Africans to to look after these problems Mm -hmm. themselves, because... As you just pointed out, there is enough, um, there's enough wealth here to go around if it just gets into the hands of
0: the people who own it. Um, one of the difficulties uh, over the, the decades in Africa, uh, it's a perception which is born out of many realities, and that is, you know, the, the, the popular freedom fighter who wins um, democracy for the country. No sooner has he entered into the presidential palace than he's stripping the wallpaper off the walls mm. and, um, you know, putting the money in his back pocket. Um, That business of corruption, has it ended to any great extent? Can it ever be ended?
1: It's really a problem. Uh, It's a very big problem. But we are complicit in it north of the the equator. For for instance, I've just told you about this transparency bill, this uh, extractive industries legislation that happened in the US and has now happened in uh, in the EU, and it was hard to get it through. The American Petroleum Institute is suing the SEC in the United States to try and stop that going through. This is stunning. Why would they want to stop the right to publish what you pay? Um, and in the, the sort of old ways of doing business, the old habits of doing business uh, die very, very hard. And but I'm optimistic that technology is playing a role in in transforming this because though corruption is killing more kids than aids tb and malaria combined um uh, technology is turbocharging the vaccine which is uh transparency open data sets people being able to go online and check you know, how their aid is being spent, how companies were paid, um, for, for oil contracts. It's a very, very, um, it's, it's a very exciting moment. Mm. And, um, Yeah, so that's really
0: good. Yeah, the the notion of aid, though, you you know, that we, uh, more than probably most developed countries, still, in spite of our recession, contribute to uh, third world uh, development. uh, And be it emergency or be it development aid, we are still major uh, subscribers. At the same time, there are people There have been calls here, look, we have our own recession, we need to take 3.1 billion out of the Irish economy this year. Um, why not just give aid a rest for a few years and hang on to that cash and sort out our own problems? What do you say to that kind of talk?
1: You know, anywhere else in the world, you have to, to watch your mouth um, on these issues right now, with the, uh, with the um, recession and austerity, um, uh, you know, biting so hard. But she's strangely not in Ireland. Um there's like eighty five percent of the Irish people are um are behind um what are what are a how our aid monies are being spent. They know that largely they are getting extreme value for money. It's a, it's a it is a very small piece of the overall government budget. But I think of all the uh, departments they 're really getting bang for the book, and that 's what i 'm saying you know if it 's in the abstract and, I, and uh, maybe people are annoyed, but actually if you meet these brothers, sisters, aunties, uncles who literally would not be alive were it not for these interventions, then you 'll change your opinion, and you know what we 're saying to Chancellor Merkel, what we're saying to the French or the Italians is look, we understand that cuts have to happen but cuts can't cost lives. Surely cuts can't cost mm-hmm. lives.
0: Um, how does all of the, the, the your experiences, you know, how do they sit with you? I mean you're the rock star and uh, you, you know, you from time to time live the rock star lifestyle and other times you do what you're doing now. You're in Africa at the coalface. Does that contradiction... Um, Sit easily with you? Uh,
1: it, it can be awkward at times. Um, and I'd love to tell you I've got completely numb to it um, and that I've s- somehow, you know, hardened over, calloused over. But uh, I still walk out of, you know, some hospital visits and, and I just have to, just, you know, take a deep breath and. And it, it brings me to my knees at times because I'm, I'm so, um, you know, overwhelmed by the good fortune um, of our family and you two's success continues. But it also makes me really admire um, the people who do it full time. I'm I'm part time. I mean, it doesn't feel like that, <laughs> but I'm I am. I you know this is not my day job. Without uh, you know Minister Bruton, by the way, that extractive, um legislation that is so pivotal um, in transparency in, in the EU would not have happened um, without uh, the the people you know uh, on the ground here in Africa who are. Working, I met yesterday, I met some some health workers who haven't had a a day off for two years. You know, I'm humbled by that. I I get to go home and sleep in a nice bed uh, with my beautiful missus.
0: How is Holly, by the way? Is she with you?
1: She's not. I mean, she's... um, She's getting ready. She's got a show. Um, I think they're up to like 80% of their clothes now made in Africa for Eden, which is an amazing achievement. She works very hard, and they got a big show coming up in New York Fashion Week. Um, she, I miss her. Uh, I spoke to her this morning. and. Um, um, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing her in the next few days.
0: Well, you can give her our love, but also um, I suppose our sympathy because Eden, you're trying to to eventually make it break even. Uh, you're carrying losses forward. I mean, is is it that people just are not prepared to pay a little bit more for ethical clothing?
1: No, they are. It's you know we've just been getting organised. It's it's. By the way, the fashion business makes the music business <laughs> look like a cakewalk i mean it is really, really complicated and and she's got incredible stamina and you know, I walk a little different when I see the bills um and we have hemorrhaged cash but you know, thank God because of success and you two and other things we can we can afford to to to, to lose. Um I'm hoping that that is not ongoing. In fact, they've got a new uh, designer in, in Eden, an extraordinary girl called Daniel Sherman. She's a really, she's a genius, she's an amazing girl. I think she's going to really take things uh, on to the next level. Mm.
0: The devil wears Prada and the good guys wear Eden, is that it? <laughs>
1: Uh, you're back on the lake lake wrong station
0: (laughs) Um, speaking of uh, wonderful women and we've mentioned uh, Ali already but Eve your daughter I mean her star is really in the ascendant
1: (laughs) she's something i tell you she is something else she's very uh, disciplined girl Eve uh, like all the kids are I mean they really you know they go after the things that they want and did quite well early on uh, she got a lot of parts did that big uh, film with uh, Sean Penn well not a big film but sort of arty um, um, indie film and then she finished um, NYU early so she could go out to the west coast and find some parts and wasn't getting any and then just landed this incredible role Steven Soderbergh was given up making films to make a TV series and uh, it's called the Nick, and she's a, a large part of it. And she she will be at it for a couple of years. It's a, it's a it's a huge break for her. We're really proud.
0: Yeah. Do you think Dad is a help or a hindrance <laughs> in all of these things?
1: Mm, I mean, I at first I thought I might be a help, and then I started thinking a hindrance. Um, yeah, it's it's tricky, but you know, Eve just like Jordan, they they do a lot of things behind our back, <laughs> and, and I at first I'm hurt, and then I kind of realise, okay, I get it. Um, so she wouldn't tell us what she's doing until it's done, kind of thing, mm. um, or she might tell her mother a little more than me.
0: Girls do. <laughs> That's the way of things.
1: look it's, 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 it's fantastic.
0: Couple of last things Bono because I know you're very busy uh, and you've got a lot on your agenda in in Ghana. Um you were when you were on with Gabo on the meaning of life you talked about you, you know your views on on religion and so on and you're clearly a spiritual man. But there was some story about um Scientology and you. Did you, no, did you yeah. see that stuff, that I you were audited? I think when I
1: look at sometimes people tell me, I don't look at our press clippings as a general rule, but occasionally things will get through. And and I often think if if I was having, I would be having a much more interesting life if all the stories that are printed, especially online, were true. No, I've had no interest in Scientology whatsoever. <laughs> um, though I did once in the last uh, couple of years, I... I I, I actually had danced to Saturday Night Fever standing next to John's <laughs> not And then after, after Oscar party, I, and, and I thought that was funny. But, and that's uh, as close
0: as you got to Scientology.
1: That's as close as I got to
0: Scientology. Yeah. And I, I suppose, I know you're on a different mission, but the band, what are you up to at the moment? Back in studio or finished or what?
1: Uh, the band, um, we're nearly there. I think um though this can change there's no there's no sense from the band of any commitment to any um release um schedule, any to anything they just they just want to be really make some great music and but I think we're nearly there, and once we're there, we'll know it. I'd like to think that next year um um there'll be a u two release. And I mean, it sounds like we've been faffing around, but actually what we've just, what's just happened is we just got lost in the music and went right back to why we wanted to be in a band in the first place, listen to the music of the mid seventies, punk rock, electronic. uh, We really sort of beginning again. I mean, I know we do this um, periodically, but you have to. And so it's very different, very fresh sound and some beautiful songs, um, some big hooks, and yeah, you'll be
0: sick of this. <laughs> well, look... I, I hope. Yeah, well, we look forward to it whenever the release uh, happens. As you say, it won't be released until it is absolutely ready. But look, thank you for giving us so much of your time, Bono, for, from Ghana this morning and uh, honouring me with this um, appearance on our first show.
1: No, I'm delighted to be on your show. We're, we're, we are... Uh, we, we are... Talkers, great talkers, the Irish. And what I love about you, Pat, is that you just you, 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 you love to listen, but you do cut through the blather um, rather well. So I'm, I'm hoping you'll edit this interview and make me look tall, skinny, intelligent, with a sense of humor and coherence would be nice.
0: You're always tall, thin, handsome, <laughs> and all that on radio. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All the very best, Bono. Thanks, Emil. Bye. Bye, Pat. Bye, bye. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.